Welcome to Small Bites with Glenn Gross and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs. Uh, my name is Glenn Gross. I own Fat Jack's Barbecue in Philly, in New York. And uh, this is Small Bites on Wildfire Radio. And uh, tonight, we've got some special people in here, I think. Not you, Derek. No. Uh, but introduce yourself anyway. Derek Tim at BlueGeneFood.com. And uh, tell you what, this, uh, this show's a little cheap tonight. You think? Cheap. Mm-hmm. Cheap. A little light in the, in the uh, guest area, don't you think? No, not like in studio. In studio, yeah. We only had we only brought two people in. Where normally we have fifty five. That's right. Sitting on top of each other. So you succeeded in scaring everybody, right? But I think these two gentlemen, Anthony Roebuck and Donald Stevenson, would say quality, not quantity. You're right. I agree with that. I agree with that. And uh, they're in here to talk to us about cheap. Oh, see cheap. Oh, oh, Chick Adelphia. <laughs> Tell us what. Chick Adelphia is, fellas. Chick Adelphia. Uh, Chick Adelphia's uh, Chicken Burgers. We're uh, based in Philadelphia. Um, Hence we, the Adelphia, right? Yeah, <laughs> and we make some awesome chicken burgers, so we put them together, and that's where Chick Adelphia came from. So, how did the concept come about? Well, the concept came about because we got tired of eating beef burgers. And we said okay. to ourselves that... How could you ever get tired of eating beef I was burgers? just going to ask that. <laughs> well, being as though we're getting up in age, I'm trying to be a little health conscious. Didn't want to keep eating Can you tell how health conscious he is? <laughs> <laughs> and um, we came to some type of thing. We wanted, we got tired of the regular burgers that were out there, the turkey burgers that were blamed. So we figured, why doesn't the big chains have a chicken burger like you know wendy's has a chicken breast burger king has some other kind of chicken and um chick-fil-a don't even have a chicken burger so we figured blasphemous <laughs> exactly oh. absolutely yeah. all the chick-fil-a all the chick-fil-a's chicken is good yeah yes good. chicken is good i'm not gonna throw any uh i tried to get some today yeah we can't afford to lose any more sponsors right i don't want to throw anyone under the bus no you know but there are some restaurants that uh they give out chicken breast sandwiches, so we figure, why not do a no, chicken a burger? Right. When you go get a sandwich, it's like, you know, it's a chicken burger. We're, uh, uh, Anthony approached me, I don't know, what, three, four weeks ago, I guess? Yes, sir. And uh, we actually did a sample day and, and sampled all four or five, probably four, I think we did all five of burgers. We made sliders, and the reaction was really good, because he'd like to maybe put it on my menu. And we're, we're thinking about it. Uh, I, I'm, we're actually in the middle of finishing a new menu so it might make it as long as the cost factors make sense you know we might make it mm. we pray that yeah. happens well so you're mentioning that you have uh five 
five burgers. Oh, it was five, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, what are the flavors of these five burgers? Um, it's a gourmet chicken burger. It's a chicken and spinach burger. It's a chicken and broccoli burger. It's a jerk chicken burger. It's a New Orleans Cajun burger. Oh, wait a minute. We forgot one. The shrimp. Yes. The chicken and shrimp burger. He's got six. <laughs> so that makes six. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, so there's that one child that you're constantly forgetting about. Yeah. Well, we all have them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what I was going to say was... Uh, uh, the, the pro- he, Anthony came in and, and started grilling and, and throwing things on the grill, and, and we put it on the flat top. We put it on the charbroiler, and the reaction was really good. Well, I sure hope you it. paid him for the Deglin if you had him doing all that work. No, I made him cook ribs and, and make some <laughs> sandwiches. You know, I mean, come on, I, t- I take free labor anytime I can get it. So, what's the background that you guys have together? Give us a little bit of history of uh, how you got gentlemen know each other and how this pilot or project came about well he's my brother-in-law okay so you're stuck with him yes yes yes. until she says no more yes (laughs) and he's still stuck with him (laughs) so um been working on a project for maybe like a year and something and um just coming full circle we needed somebody who could help take the product to the next level and donald fit that criteria as far as you know helping with the promotion the um more so with the technology part of it and he has an excellent taste i mean his word is <laughs> food connoisseur yes <laughs> that's, that's me so what's your background Don? <laughs> now uh my background actually is um a food connoisseur i like to eat Besides so i that. go out and i eat a lot but no uh, i actually come from law enforcement really yeah wow. yeah Wow. Yeah, that's my background. I was a correctional officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> a fool kind of sort. Like, did just, you plan that, both of you guys? No, no actually, I always called myself, I always called him the chef mm-hmm. and the fool kind of sort because, like, he can come up with, like, basically, like, with the chicken burgers. Like, mm-hmm. he mastermind how to, like, get them the way they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm more of the flavor person, you know, so we always, okay. like, picking at each other, like, take that out, put that in, let's try that's it. That's good. You know, it's, it's yeah. funny because. <clears throat> You did the broccoli and you did the spinach. And I don't like broccoli or spinach. Yes. Okay. And guess what? <laughs> I was eating the broccoli and the spinach. They were really good. About time. Somebody yeah, I got you to eat yeah. your veggies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Popeye likes spinach, so why can't I? Actually. Yeah. You know who Popeye is, Derek's a little before your time? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, he said that's a way that parents can make their kids eat vegetables. Yeah. It's probably not a bad idea. Actually. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah it really is. Uh, absolutely but I, is. I thought... They all have different. They all have their own flavor profiles. They all taste different, and uh, they're all good. So, what is the mission, or uh, what are you looking to accomplish with Chickadelphia? Are you looking to be a wholesale provider to restaurants such as Fat Jack's Barbecue? Are you looking to go retail? Uh, have your own brick and mortar location? But what's the end game? I don't believe that we have like one particular area. Like I, us personally, I, we want to touch everybody. Oh, and like excuse <laughs> me, <laughs> that's I'm how the priest got in trouble. Over here. Wait a I'll no, slide but, over. But we, we we want the common, you know, shoppers and you know retail. Uh, we want the restaurants. Uh, we want it all. That's <laughs> we really yeah, do. That's a good attitude. You know, uh, yeah. you know, where do you do them now? Where do you make them? 
right now we make them out of American Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a USDA um, plant. Um, and Mr. What would that be? That's North Philadelphia. North Philly. A gentleman by the name of Mr. Larry has afforded us the chance to um, come in here under his USDA um, umbrella. Oh, that's good. And, um, well, I mean, it's, it's very important. And yeah. It's not, very, well, you can't not do it easy. otherwise. Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's not easy to uh, slide in. No, it's not. To somewhere. Because, one, it's expensive. And you have to have. They, they come every certain no, days a, of, a week. A lot of the places have a USDA inspector on site, site every yes. day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're there. That's, they have an office. They have, And they're there every day, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yep. Is, yes, that, is that what happens where you are? They come yes, in? that's what was happening. Okay. He comes in several times a week. He doesn't have his okay. own office. Yeah, a lot of the bigger ones. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fewer and fewer that they oh, actually absolutely. have it fully staffed. But, I mean, that's that's the name of the game right there mm-hmm. to be able to get in. But yeah. what Mr. Glenn said, that's, that's, that's the break we want. Somebody that's there all day, 7 to 5, we need that. If we're doing that, then we're at mass production. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to do <laughs> with these burgers. Right. So once you... Got into being able to produce them in uh, North Philly. How did you find distribution? We more so went towards like the uh, social media. That's like the new age thing. So we've been like targeting social like, what? Social media. You know, <laughs> Instagram, it's, it's, Facebook, it's an those inside type things. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm social media inept. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what we've uh, been targeting. But like when we do like events, that's when we meet like. I'm not going to say, like, I don't want to use the word old, but then we use the people who say uh, website. We don't do the social media thing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with social media, uh, I mean, it has its pluses and minuses, just like any uh, medium that you would use. Uh, It's probably a little bit more difficult to get into traditional outlets by strictly using social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. This um, isn't just a pretty face over here. <laughs> You're right there. You are absolutely correct. You are absolutely right. Give Derek right. a round of applause for knowing <laughs> But I do think that even like some of the you know traditional places, they're picking up some younger people to help them branch into this new era, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, social media and, you know, websites and things of that sort. Now have you branched out to Whole Foods or Rastelli's because a lot of I don't know what days it is. Maybe, maybe Glenn knows, but I think sometimes they have it where one day a week they have local vendors who are trying to put their wares out and let the public try it as a trial run. And if it's very successful, they'll even sometimes right. allow it in the store. Not yet. And I use the word yet because it's in the plans. Like we plan, like I said, we're trying to get it everywhere. Well, we. I don't know about Derek, but uh, I know the Rustellis, and they're good people. Anthony was telling me. <laughs> if they think there's something there, they will. I mean, it's not cheap to do on your part because you got <clears throat> excuse me, you have to come up with all the packaging and so on and so forth Absolutely. to pay for that and the designs. But they do, the, you know, they're they own U.S. Food Service, so you know the, the money is there. And the, the well, there's multiple the, avenues that you can oh, do. Absolutely. Also, I mean, you could even go. Uh, QVC, but as Glenn knows, the, the, the being a, a vendor on QVC, a lot of the costs fall back on to the person right. selling, and there's X, Y, Z well, that you have to meet. The way QVC works is, let's just say, uh, they want an order for 25,000 burgers. 
Okay, well, you have to come up with 25,000 burgers. If you only sell 10,000 of them, guess what? You're stuck with 15,000 burgers. 15,000 burgers. Okay, that's why I, you know, they wanted us to sell ribs and and barbecue years ago. But when I found out all the details, I I can't take that shot, you know. And and maybe we would sell it. I don't know. But I'm not willing to take that chance and get stuck with, you know, five, six thousand slabs of ribs. I agree. Could be one hell of a block party. Yes, it could. (laughs) And you are not invited. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's a big commit. All I'm saying is it's a big commitment. Yes. That you have to be financially stable enough to undertake. What's your best selling product? I would have to say the jerk burger. The jerk burger. The jerk in the New Orleans. That's Jerry's favorite. The jerk burger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every um everywhere every event we have done, the jerk burger seems to go fast and it's kind of strange because we think that the that the chicken and spinach is going to go fast for the health conscious people, but they now the events the you're now the events you're doing and selling is are they mostly outdoors or indoors? I would say indoors. See, where, are indoors. Yeah. What have you done so far, and where you're looking to uh, have events or to do events? Well, we've done uh, we've done a few chef events mm-hmm. uh, throughout Philadelphia. We actually done. Uh, We've done a lot of like entrepreneurial events mm-hmm. where they have like uh, basically networking. Right. So uh, we've done like a, f- a lot in New York. We did some in Jersey, done some in Philly. Uh, pretty much like the tri-state stuff. Right. New you should York look at, count. Um, I, I think it's coming up, Valley Forge. Um, they have a, I think it's called Taste. We do it every year and there's a lot of people. And it's a lot of public people, but y- you never know who you're going to meet. We met. Uh, was it last year? We met Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Yes. And oh. don't you know he has a business card in his hand? He has sauces in his hand. He has rubs in his hand. And he ate my food. And is that his name, Mr. Mm-hmm. Wonderful? No, it's Kevin Leary. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Derek would have been upset because he thinks he's Mr. Wonderful. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I, wow. I thought he was and stealing you, my trademark. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you nev- I, I guess the point was you never know who you're going to meet. Yes. And I made, like I said, I made sure Kevin got... All that stuff in his hand. I prepared him personally a bag with everything in it. Right, right, right. We tried that. Um, we um, pitched we, our product to Shark Tank, but unfortunately, the judges couldn't taste the burger. So I think we were somewhat at like a disadvantage because they were. That is a disadvantage for, for absolutely. Food. They were absolutely. They were, absolutely. They were, and these were like the first round uh, producers. So it was right. like first. They're not allowed to taste it. You, that, no. Yeah, they wasn't allowed to taste. <clears throat> oh man! But truth be told, it got us a lot of events. Like we just did one at Rittenhouse, um, Rittenhouse Square. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got to meet a lot of people, so the exposure we got some of it. Yeah, you will, and yeah. you will. Oh yeah, you will. I mean, you're you're bound to go further and further, get larger and larger Absolutely. events. And uh, the person that we have online with us is no stranger to large, exclusive, and very elegant affairs, you could say. And that is Andrea. I'm sure we'll get the last name wrong as yes, usual. Yes, Derek gets every <laughs> last name wrong for every Kar- guest. So. Kirill? Yes. Oh. <laughs> did, you, did you get it right? My name is Andrea Coriali. Coriali, see, okay. I, I, I did get it. Coriali, see, yeah. ya. Italian girl. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife will certainly slap me when I get home because she's Italian as well. Now you are teaming up with the world-renowned chef David Burke. 
And my goodness, why don't you describe what you guys are doing around the Hamptons and New York City and New Jersey? Well, you know what? I actually started my own catering company about 21 years ago when I was about 16 years old. It's called Elegant Affairs. And we have an amazing catering company in the New York area servicing events anywhere from the Hamptons to New York City. And David and I had met probably like 10 years ago. And when he had to do big catered events, he would do his food and I would be his engine in the back. And then David decided that he wanted to take all of his culinary talents and take the catering industry by storm. So him and I recently partnered and we are offering some of his great dishes and um, all of his signature food for events. People that want to do parties at their home, it could be a corporate environment, um, and uh, we're in the back doing all the work. Well, that somebody is. has to. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that is sort of a, a match made in heaven because you, as you as you mentioned, you built quite a phenomenal name and brand alone for yourself. To so to have Chef David come along, it, it, it's a, it's a match made in heaven. Now, what would you say are your favorite type of? events to throw it's the summer season so obviously some caterers uh, uh love to have outdoor beachy sort of events while others that that's a complete nightmare for them mm-hmm. what, what's your personal favorite type of event to throw and and, and i know glenn's answer to that is yeah. anyone who pays barbecues and anybody <laughs> that pays <laughs> i mean i i love doing like high-end social events so, that you know, awesome. obviously we do everything. It could be a wedding, it could be a bar mitzvah, but, you know, when someone is just doing, like, a really cool, swanky party just because, those are my favorites, um, because you really get to be creative, and normally our clients have very sophisticated taste, and, and they allow us to get creative and really, you know, show some really fabulous things that, you know, people haven't experienced before. Give us an example of some of the things that people haven't experienced before, some of the elaborate foods. Well, like, for instance, David's angry lobster dumplings is something that's really signature, and he's had them in many of his restaurants, and now we're offering them as a bite-sized hors d'oeuvre. So, you know, part of my favorite part of a party is, you know, the cocktail hour when mm-hmm. everyone's butlering around little mini one-bite items. So he's taken a lot of his items like that, or, or instead of a regular lump crab cake, he does this amazing uh, pretzel crust, which is fabulous, and people go crazy over it. So some of the items are items that you know people may have heard of, but he always puts a really interesting twist on it. And also, uh, you are well-known as a celebrity caterer to the stars. Has there been times yeah. when you see the name on the invoice and you know who it is and the nerves sort of get to you because you want to make it perfect for this individual? You know, I guess when I first started, it was a little bit intimidating. And, you know, very often when you do a party um, for a celebrity, you know, you're, you're always dealing with layers of people that, that answer to the celebrity. So, you know, sometimes it could be nerve-wracking, but you know, once you kind of get into that click and you get used to it, it's like anything else. It just it, it doesn't you know phase you as, as much. Who are some? So of the, you know, sorry. I, I, I so some of the people I've done yeah yeah yeah. For, Who have you catered for? Um, oh God, I mean Kevin Costner, Billy Joel, Kevin Spacey, Mariah Carey. Oh. Um, oh, I mean, I mean this is Liam Nielsen. Um, 
a lot. A well, lot the, of, the, the wow. title Casey. "Celebrity Cater to the Stars" that, certainly that fits. fits. <laughs> that fits. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I, I, I we do, you know, what five six hundred events a year, and you know, we definitely do have a celebrity following, and and it's just like any other kind of club that you belong to. You know, it's, it's all word of mouth. So once you get into the click, people call you. They know you're kind of cool. They know, you know, all the waiters are going to be walking around asking for autographs. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, they trust the whole situation. So besides doing and creating fabulous food, we have to make sure that we're dotting our I's and cross our T's and that the whole event goes like a symphony. Mm-hmm. It's organizing the staff. It's bringing in all the furniture, bringing in the, the, the tables, the chairs, the china, the flatware, the glassware, the tenting. And what's, what's, what's very unique, and this is why David partnered with me, very often when we do an event, you know, we have to create a kitchen, let's say in a cook tent or in a rooftop behind curtains, and we have to do five-star cuisine in that kind of environment. And very often, we'll do multiple stops. We'll do anywhere from, you know, seven to ten events on, on, on any given day. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. And I mean, uh, and also, as you said, you are producing over 600 events per year. Yeah. Do you remember? Wow. I know. Do you remember the first year that you were in business? Do you recall how many events you did by chance? Yeah, well, you know, I remember working at my parents' house, and I had a Honda CRX. <laughs> and I remember I, I cooked in my parents' house. I loaded up. I went to, like, TJ Maxx and got all these pretty platters and things that would look nice. Loaded all in the back of my car with the food. Go to the house. Sometimes I take two, three trips. Now, you know, I have a fleet of, of 12 or 14 trucks and, you know, I think last week we ended, we did like 42 events, you know, so it, it, it's pretty insane and, you know, people will say, how do you do it? And I, I've honestly, it's all I know. Like, yeah. I've been doing this forever. Um, of course, I went to school for hotel restaurant administration. I got my degree. But anyone who wants to be in the food industry, the catering industry, the restaurant industry, you know, the best experience is to get out there and do it. You know, you can't really learn what you need to learn from books. It's just really trial and error. How true, how true. Yeah. Now, what would you say is obviously uh, you've had quite a long relationship with uh, Chef David and you know each other quite well. What is your personal favorite mm-hmm. dish of Chef David's? Uh, I love his, his bison short ribs. I, you know, I'm not really a, a person that, you know, I don't, I, I don't normally eat that kind of, you know, like that kind of game, but the way he makes it is just really incredible and fabulous and, and different. Again, short ribs is something that everybody likes, the fact that he does it with bison, and it just it puts in a whole new twist on things. Yeah, I mean, I'll bet. Uh, that, that sounds that sounds really good. That, that does sound fantastic. Well, Andrea, it was such a pleasure talking Absolutely. to you tonight. We wish you and Chef David all the best of luck. We know that we really don't need to wish it to you because you've already successful. You're already quite successful, and everyone knows uh, almost everything about what's going on. But uh, before you go, why don't you share a website, uh, social media, or anything like that before you go? Yep. Well, you could. Follow Chef David Burke. You can follow Elegant Affairs 1, or you can follow me personally, which is Andrea Corrielli 1, and you can see all of our great parties, our dishes, and take a sneak peek into our lives. That is great. And uh, we have two gentlemen in studio. Uh, th- their company is called Chick Adelphia, and they said that if your uh, catering needs any chicken burgers, they're they're happy to uh, help you out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Sounds good. Or barbecue. There you go. Have yourself a great night. Thanks so much. 
Take care. Oh, that was a hell of a plug. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, that's why they're here. D- you never know. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Uh, he uh, he has the angry lobster. <laughs> they may need now. They might a, need a, a jer- mad chicken, a chicken burger. I yeah. mean, absolutely. you don't. There might be one item that's missing from the and menu. That could be it. it. It's very possibly could, could be, be it. But I'll tell you what, that's that's quite a story. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. The, multiple trips from her parents' home in her Honda. Yeah. Uh, I, I sweat. When I have three or four events in a weekend, she had 42 last week. <laughs> 42, yeah. Wow. I'm telling you. And to think of the uh, the people she's catering for. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure they're not small get-togethers. No, I'm sure they're not. Because as she said, it's it's multiple layers of people just to get <clears throat> to the individual that right. is having the party. So all of those people that you went through are inviting people. Oh, over. and that's what happened. We've done a few celebrity catering jobs, and that it is multiple. Like she said, multiple layers because the PR personal contact, your her agent, whatever it is, and it is multiple layers until you get to that point. And uh, I personally have never dined at one of uh, Chef David Burke's establishments. Have you, Glenn? I. Never heard of David Burke. No, only kidding. <laughs> no, I haven't. I yeah, haven't. I mean, it's. I, I feel as though uh, I'm only half uh, half knowing the interview from here. Not. Uh, oh, I think you should take a ride. Oh, <laughs> road trip. We should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Where, do you know where his uh, restaurants are? Uh, he has a couple in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and New York City. Oh, okay. And road trip. The, oh yeah, I mean, you guys want to go? Yeah, road trip. Hell yeah! <laughs> I want to go to the restaurant that has the bison short ribs. That's his. That's one of his restaurants. <laughs> I mean, they they sounded. They sound really good. Really oh, good. Amazing. Yes. You going to try some bison short ribs on your menu, Glenn? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do short. I, I do short ribs once in a while. Well, I know not bison. Do, short I know ribs. you do beef short ribs. No, so. no, no, no. I I do beef ribs, but. Once in a while, I'll buy some really nice, thick, short, I mean, big hunks of meat <laughs> on a bone, and I'll yeah. smoke them for like 10 hours, and then I'll do a, a short rib. For real? They're like, oh, they're like 16 bucks a, sh- a rib when I have to sell them. Wow. Yeah, oh, they're huge. I mean, I mean, they're not, and they're not short, you know, a good short rib isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. It really isn't anymore. No? No. 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 So, what, what, what would you guys do? Short the, rib burgers. Wait, they're not. They're not worried about short ribs. They're worried about chicken. Oh, yeah, I gave them another idea. Who is a celebrity of yours that you would be thrilled to cater for? <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> That's a good. Answer. Any. All of the above. Well, yes. and celebrity is sort of a, in the mind of the beholder oh, of. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I don't have a particular person, you know. If I come across one, I would love for one to try it. any of them. Any of them. I don't want to single out or say, "Hey, such and such, you should try this." Like, if I see you, I'm gonna tell you, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, at least we know he is open to any celebrity. <laughs> yeah, they've got six. Varieties of that's right. So you you can send me a vegan celebrity. I'm gonna tell her she should try. uh, (laughs) Try the chicken burger. burger. I mean, it does have spinach. spinach. Absolutely. (laughs) As she picks the spinach out of the chicken burger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you never know. And And now talking about events and all sorts of delicious food. We have Stuart Gordon on phone with us for PhillyKosherBBQ.com. Uh, 
Com is the website. That he you, was here last year. That is correct, and it's See that me? time of year again, Glenn. See? It's that time of year you, for hey, the. Hey Derek, how you doing? Hava Nagrilla. 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 Who sings that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hava Smoke Barbecue Festival Charity 2018 is going to be quite an event, and Stuart's online to tell us all about this year's event. What's going on, Stuart? Hey, Derek, how you doing? How you guys? We're doing, doing good. Doing We're going to have a fantastic, fantastic event this year. This is our second uh, event, August 26, 12 to 5 in Wynwood. That's in the mainline area, just about a mile or so past Philadelphia. Last year, Derek, I don't know if you remember, we had 4,500 people. We raised $35,000 for a food bank. This year, we plan to have 6,000. It is going to be sumptuous smoked brisket, mm. smoked you- chicken wings. Getting hungry? Yeah, absolutely. Are you all set yeah, on judges yet? You promised me I could judge this year. <laughs> oh, Promises God, are made to be broken, cook. Glenn, don't w- you know? What's that? I didn't hear what he Glenn, said. Glenn, I want you next year to be one of our cooking teams, okay? <laughs> I, I want co- you to compete for this trophy, man. It's a big trophy. I did a kosher. Uh, I want to see how good. What's that? You can do it. Can I, do I did it. a kosher cook-off. We have. It was fun. Where? Where'd you do that? Um. Out by you, Connecticut by, or New York? Or? No, I was out by you hardly uh, last okay. last year. I don't remember what it was well, called. Know, What's that? You know, the meats we have for the kosher cook-off is we have beef ribs, mm-hmm. gorgeous. We have turkey, chicken, thighs, and we have, of course, the gorgeous beef brisket. Mm. But for the, for the spectators, for the guests, we have 10 different vendors this year. We have a mechanical bull. I would love to see you guys come and see how long you can... I mean, minutes or seconds, you guys can spend on the mechanical yeah, that, pool. That ain't happening. <laughs> I don't know. Derek's drooling. Wait a <laughs> and, uh, That's going to happen. Exa- exa- but, Stuart, we have to remember, too, that you guys are putting on what many consider the pinnacle of barbecue events because you are actually a uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society-sanctioned event, which are not many of those in the Northeast. Yeah, that's right. There are only there are only several really, and, and we're actually we're the, we're the largest kosher sanctioned uh, event in the world. Uh, wow, it's quite amazing. Very happy with this, and we're bringing community together, bringing people together. You know, our guest last year, it looked like the lobby of the United Nations. It was crazy. We have people from all over. It's a wonderful day to enjoy a sun and sun and craft beers, bourbons, scotch. We have four live bands. Bring your family. It's a wonderful day. You know, it's only ten dollars for a single, twenty dollars for a whole family. Wow! I don't care if you That's have three, deal. four, five, or eight. Get it for twenty bucks. And the and then what the, you do is you. And the event is scheduled for ahead. Sunday, August twenty-sixth, from noon until five p.m. So it gives you plenty of time all day to enjoy this event. Yeah, but get there early because you know the uh, it's a lot of fun. Get there early, enjoy the bands, and we have a pickle eating contest. <laughs> How many pickles can you eat in four minutes? Mm. Well, I know how many Derek <laughs> eat. I've seen him do it. Now, do, now, you guys had that last year, too, correct? Yeah, we did. Last year, the guy who won it was from Staten Island. And, and, and how many uh, pickles he did he go through? 17. Oh, wow. In four minutes. They're, Are they like big kosher the pickles? Disgusting. Yeah, they're their most disgusting, garlicky, <laughs> spicy pickles you ever want to meet. And um, I had one pickle. I, uh, my my son and my daughter, he came in third. My daughter came in fifth. 
for 20 contestants. They had pickle juice coming out of their nose. <laughs> it was pretty disgusting. Oh, I want to judge. Come on. Wow. Wow. And and well, you then, have uh, 20 uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society cooking teams who are going to be competing, right. correct? All over the country. We have... Not only do we have cooking teams from all over the country coming to compete, we also have judges. We have judges as far as from California, Florida, Rhode Island, North Carolina, South Carolina. They're coming to uh, judge these different cooking teams. And the very meticulous results, meticulous uh, technique that we use for the Kansas City mm-hmm. Barbecue Society. It's all double blind. Yep. And the judges don't know who the contestants are for the cooking teams. So it's all based on taste, appearance, and texture different grading scales and uh it's uh it's quite a quite a, quite, a, quite something to enjoy and but you know also yeah go, go ahead. ahead i go i can just talk for this forever <laughs> but the, um, the live music is going to be crazy i'm very proud of the vendors we have this year we have a guy named jakes his name is jeff klein jakes kosher and uh he's a local guy he used to be a pharmacist decided he wanted to be a smoker and started smoking meats fell in love with it it's his passion Opened up a store. Last year, he was a contestant. Did well. This year, he's a vendor. He has... I just went over to see his uh, smoker in, in operation. He's got a smoker now from Missouri that has, I'm not joking, 30 briskets on this rotisserie. It's enormous. Wow. It, oh. His backyard smells like something like you can't, can't like heaven. Are all the vendors kosher vendors? Everybody's kosher. Mm-hmm. And everybody... It's on the strict supervision of this Keystone K, but it's all, it's all beautiful food. Um, if you're not, not Jewish, you wouldn't know the difference, believe me. Oh, uh, yeah. but no, it's I know heavenly that. food. True. It's oh. kosher food, heavenly. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> and also, yeah. uh, as, as you mentioned, not only is it a great event for the family, live music, uh, all this delicious food that you're going to have, but it's going to a good cause. It's supporting the work of the Jewish Relief Agency, who's relieving hunger, improving lives, and strengthening the bonds of fellowship. Well, Stuart, you've outdone yourself again. The first yes, Hava Negrilla was fantastic last year, and by the sounds of it, it's only going to be even better this year. And keep Glenn on that waiting list for, for judges, because he's going to hound you again next year. I'm KCBS certified, so, just so you know. <laughs> Have Glenn, yourself. got to get you in here next year. You, next year, you... Glenn, I got you in next year, okay? I'm in. I am in. There you go. Thank you, Stuart. Stuart, why don't you give a website or social medias or anything like that before you go? Sure. Yeah. Please go to phillykosherbbq.com, P-H-I-L-O-Y-K-O-S-H-E-R-B-B-Q.com. Hava Negrilla. August 26, 12 to 5 p.m., the main line of Philadelphia. All right. Outstanding. Have a great night. Wow. Thank that you guys. sounds it. delicious. Uh, I'll tell you what. You legitimately, Stuart said that you can't tell if you're not Jewish, whether and whether you're, whether it's kosher or not. That's absolutely true. No uh, kidding, you, Glenn. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's like any nationality or religion. Unless somebody told you, 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 would, you, never, you, you would, would never. You would never know. You would never I'm know. I'm serious. You would never know. But talking about delicious food, we have someone else online with us, and that is Virginia Willis. And she is the author of Secrets of the Southern Table, a food lover's tour of the global south. And my, oh my, have you outdone yourself with a wonderful cookbook, Virginia. And uh, Virginia, you are also the editor-at-large for Southern Living Magazine. Hmm. 
How's it going? Yes, tonight? yes. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, it's our pleasure. I love the Southern accent. <laughs> wow. Now, <laughs> uh, with, with this book, uh, I, I went through it a little bit, and I really enjoyed uh, the narrative of it from the introduction by Chef uh, Sean, and also your story as well. Of uh, people think of Southern food sort of simple or single-minded, but Southern food is much more than the average person thinks or even knows. Why don't you describe that to us a little bit? Well, I think you, you touched on it when you talk about what Sean Brock wrote in my introduction. You know, the South is one million square miles. So when people think Southern food, my response is, you know, well, is that the food of Texas or Tennessee? You know, the food of the low country in South Carolina is radically different than just one state up, you know, the coastal food of North Carolina. So Southern food, there are there are some things that are um, present, right, throughout the South, but um, it would, it, it's like the equivalent of saying, I love European food, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't say that. We think French or Italian or, or German. So, um, Secrets at the Southern Table is my is, is sort of my answer to that, like to just to share the variety and the diversity within Southern cuisine. Yeah, I mean, and that was really a, a great way to start the book out. That that was brilliant on on your part, and I also uh, enjoyed Thank reading <laughs> uh, about your childhood, which to me, I'm a I'm a city boy from uh, from Philadelphia for the most part, and reading that you were going out catching all sorts of fish and all, all this it made me shudder yeah. but at the other point it made me really respect you that i mean that oh, is impressive. Wow. impressive that was very impressive well my family we had a pond where i grew up and so i grew up fishing and um my the uh my my family were hunters and we grew up eating you know the game that my uncles and my father and my grandfather shot and um, you know, it's a, it is a very much a different way of life, country living, um, and there's a and there's an additional respect for it. You know, it's like um, we. My father wasn't a hunter in the way that he just shot for trophy. You know, if he shot something or brought something home, it was incorporated into the freezer and then it was incorporated into our diet. So yeah, um, and 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 very much the same thing with the garden. You know, it's like we we. We ate local and and regional and fresh out of the garden just as a part of my childhood. It it, it took me growing up to being an adult to realize uh, truly how sort of incredible this was. And and obviously that really uh, left a uh, lasting impression on you because you even write about these sort of things in the cookbook about essays on sustainable fishing and the time-honored tradition right. of preserving fruits and vegetables, that you were raised in an environment that you did not waste anything, where the typical American and the food waste that we throw away and we do not oh. use is tremendous compared to other countries around the world. So I really like that you are highlighting these causes because I think it's important, especially with the uh, exploding population around the world and hunger and water crises is that if we can all look at a sustainable way and also not make sure that the the food waste is cut down it, we'll all be better off for it and your book actually touches these subjects quite in depth 
Well, thank you so much. I am on the board of the, um, the Seafood Watch, Monterey, Aquarium, Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. And, um, you know, like I said, I grew up with a pond. And so, you know, I have been fishing literally since I was three years old. And my grandfather taught me to respect the pond. And if the fish was too small, we had to throw it back. And if we caught a fish that we could tell was, uh, you know, her belly was swollen and she was pregnant with eggs, and we had to throw that back. And so I was taught, you know, we think of this like sustainability as this sort of like more recent um, phenomenon, but uh, you know, I, my my grandfather was, was born in the 19-teens, um, you know, so it was just really sort of a way of life, and, and what I've tried to do with that also in the book is to highlight some of the various stories throughout the South that are also focusing on sustainable seafood or organic farming or even um, like for example with the rice farming farming story it's a, he's a commodity rice farmer but he's passionate about water conservation so um, you know what we eat and what we believe really sort of align yeah and uh, I'm very much a believer in that like everything that we believe is reflected on the end of our fork definitely and the book has a collection of over 80, I mean, I'm talking about crave-worthy recipes for Thank you. anyone in the photography is top-notch. Now, obviously, you went from Georgia to uh, Louisiana, I believe it was? Yes, I was born in Georgia, grew up in Louisiana, um, and then back to Georgia basically for uh, high school and then have been fortunate enough to live in, in Europe and in England and oh, wow. New England and uh, various places, New York, now, in my adult life. But, now, um, uh, knowing the South as well as you do, what mm-hmm. is your personal favorite, I guess, micro section of food in the South? Well, I, I'm from Georgia, and I'm very proud to be from Georgia. And, and Georgia is a trem- has a tremendous agricultural um, economy. You know, we're the number one producer of pecans. We're in the top five for chicken. We're in the top five for, pe- for peaches. Peanuts, um, peanuts it, too, it, right? It's a huge, yeah, peanuts for sure. So uh, I, I'm very proud to be from Georgia. I, I love my home state. Um, so I, I, I guess, you know, if, any, if, if I were to choose any aspect of southern cuisine that i identify with the most it would be the one that i was 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 sort of raised in um and then having said that uh living in louisiana as a little girl definitely affected me you know my mama was making jambalaya and etouffee and gumbo and there's such a rich history in louisiana with cuisine as well I, I noticed, it's glenn i noticed uh, I'm, I'm looking at the mississippi uh style char shoe pork tenderloin yeah. Oh my God. It's. Did you see it, Derek? <laughs> no, not yet. Well, take a look. I, oh. I, I was going through the book, and oh my God, it looks amazing. Wow, that is that that is phenomenal. Thank you. So there, you know, so that's part of the story of the book. What I I'm, I have what I call these circles of influence of of different immigrant populations, and the reality is, is there have been various immigrant populations in the South since the South was founded. Um, so, you know, Charleston in the uh, 1700s was hugely cosmopolitan um, with English and French and Italian um, uh, before pre-colonial and post-colonial. That recipe with the Charsui pork tenderloin, there have been Chinese living in the Mississippi Delta since the 1860s. Really? So people don't think that there's this ethnicity or a variety of cultures. 
with Southern cuisine, but there, but there are. Um, and so the, what I've tried to do with the book is sort of highlight some of that. Now, the circle of influences may not be very large, right? So the Chinese, for example, are in Mississippi, but they've definitely effect, affected the local foodways there. Oh, definitely. Um, there's a tremendous and, and, Greek and population in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with as many generations that have gone by, um, I'm sure that there's some chefs out there who are uh, mixing, a, a, as you show right here, one flavor with another to have amazing, amazing right. r- results. But, uh, right, all, no, well, thank you for seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn's still drooling yeah, over I mean, there. I have one quick question for you. I noticed the, the uh, tenderloin is a bit pink in the middle. Okay, is that acceptable yes. now? Yeah, you know, um, the pork tenderloin especially is a, a super lean meat, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say that the FDA recommended temperature on pork is, is I think, one sixty now. So mm-hmm. if you took that out at one fifty five, right, um, it'll with the carryover heat, it'll be fine, right. and, um, and and it's still going to be a little bit pink. Um, you know, the the days of you know gray. Uh, dry right. uh, pork are, are over, thankfully, um, because we have less concern about um, foodborne illnesses right. or uh, trichinosis is the right. one that was most problematic with pork. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, correct. Uh, I know Glenn's going to run home and make that. I'm going, a, I'm going home tonight and make them. <laughs> making it immediately. Well, actually, it's 1:45. I just googled it quickly on my phone. It's 1:45. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong thing, and I was saying so. The FDA says a uh, one forty-five to one sixty, um, and that's definitely going to be pale pink. Yep. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. I have no problem with pale pink pork. That's really great. Know. Well, Yay. well, Virginia, it was such a pleasure talking to you, and we and we actually had uh, Susie Chase on the show last week, and she told us that you were one of the highlights of her season four program. That's, right. that's correct. And. You certainly ah, wonderful. Were, were a highlight on this show as well. It was uh, exciting. It was your, great. Your book is great. The Secrets of the Southern Table, a food lover's tour of the global south. Thank you so much for calling in. Feel free to share. Uh, thank you medias. so much, gentlemen. You have a- Oh, thank you. And Thanks. Feel free to share any social medias or anything like that before you go. Oh, certainly. Um, thank you again. And if people will just check out my website, it's virginiawillis.com. Uh, they can find uh, uh, Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram and all those great things. So um, I'm so grateful, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Awesome. Our pleasure. Have a Enjoy. great night. Well, so, what, do you, what do you think of that, gentlemen? They were, look, they're both drooling. Look at that. <laughs> we are. The, the pages we are, are wet in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Don. Absolutely. <laughs> It, all, all in going through the book, all the pictures—they're great. Uh, the, the recipes are really easy to read. I don't know if you guys picked that up or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, I did. It looks really, really good. And, and there, in the beginning, and there's a storyline. So right. she, she even have her storyline of like you know how some of these infusions came together and like. I like the fact that a lot of cookbooks now where they didn't before have storylines. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, we had that, didn't we? Yeah. Well, that last week it was. Was uh, it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Susie Chase. She goes through her whole program is giving the story of a cookbook and uh crediting the chefs and crediting the chefs uh and to not talk about previous week's shows because you can obviously listen to last week but she also uh, had it where she gives the chef a uh, to create their own mixtape oh yeah that's right that's right of this for, way when for that she, recipe yeah this way when she's reading that chef's cookbook she's also listening 
to that chef and dancing music in the kitchen and getting a feel for who that yep. chef is. I mean, it, 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 it's a fantastic. That's pretty cool. I got to tell you, it was. Yeah. Uh, I think her. Let's 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 look at last week's show. That was called the cookery uh, cookery by the book. That's what the uh, program's yep. called. But uh, yeah, that, that yeah, was. Thrilling. I thought that was really cool. And uh, she's the one, as we mentioned. She, uh, she we asked her who one of her favorite guests were for season four. And she and said Virginia Woolf. And she said for Virginia oh, Woolf. Wow. She has her own podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Great. We did mention to her how her interview was probably much better than ours. Yeah. Well, and I'm well, sure it was. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, as these gentlemen know, we, we can see how food is intermingling it's changing uh the landscapes of what is old is truly old mm -hmm. now and we're moving into new sort of fusion foods and a chicken burger is exactly that that's absolutely exactly right. especially our chicken burgers because we do have the regular gourmet that's the basic chicken burger but then we have our flavored chicken burgers so you know like the new orleans cajun now the jerk chicken say for example uh the regular person wants to purchase these chicken burgers is that possible or is it only wholesale no that is possible very much how possible. is it possible you can at the current time you can contact us at chickadelphia at yahoo.com or you can contact us on a social media underscore chickadelphia i'm going to spell it for you c-h-i-c-a-d-e-l-p-h-i-a on Instagram. He got it right. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten that right in this looking you right in the face. Well, uh, uh, in addition to what you have out now, any new flavors coming out? We're working. So yes, that's We're the working all. on them. Uh, give give a, you a little hint. We want to, we want to, because we want to go real healthy. We want to play with a little kale. Okay. Because that's like the new kick with the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether it's solids now, uh, smoothies, everybody's on this kale. You're going to do a chicken so smoothie? No, no, no. We're not doing the sticky burger. I'm just talking about the ingredients. They're very kale. inventive. So that's why, I know. That's why we want to work with Kel. So we're going to do that. Um, you know, we, we go in the kitchen a lot. And, like, we come up with flavors. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say, like, it, it might not work. Mm -hmm. He'll say it'll work. Like, we go back and forth. If you ever want to test bad. you can call me. You can call Derek. Not a problem. You know. And I think that's why our relationship, like, is so good with that's food. That's good. Because we'll even be like, all right, well, let's You bounce it off of each other. Yeah, well, well, yeah, we do. Let's go back to the regular average person. Because, I mean, we've, we've tasted the burgers in mm -hmm. studio. Justin, you, you had them as well. And... Uh, Justin was actually talking about yesterday. He went to a restaurant. We'll leave the name of the restaurant out. Mm. Absolutely. And the burger, chicken burger that he had, he couldn't even finish it. He said it was that bad. Really? And wow. You didn't, Justin, you <clears throat> what do you think of these? He, he's going. He's firing up his he's mic. Trying to figure out how to turn yeah. I, I, th I thought they were excellent. It was way better than the one I had yesterday. I'm not the kind of person that will s not finish my food, whether I like it or not. And I definitely sent most of this back. Really? But not these chicken burgers here in studio, studio from Chickadelphia. No, you, no, I ate all. You I sent ate it all, all down your throat. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I ate all three of those. They were excellent. You had three? Yes, he had. You pig? He had three. <laughs> well, well, that's what goes on in studio before you get here. Yeah, well, we, we just gorge ourselves. Yes, it was a Chickadelphia buffet. So no pig. Oh, I had chicken mine. hawk. No pig. So chicken hawk. Uh, obviously, we've heard that uh, these are a delicious chicken burger compared to what is even being served at restaurants. What will it run me if I email you or Instagram you at the address that you described for me to purchase some? Well, the two-pound burgers, 
minus the chicken and shrimp burger is $12 a box. The chicken and shrimp two-pound burgers are $15 a box. How many in a box? Eight in a box. So there's eight burgers in a box. Eight quarter pounders in a box. Eight quarter pounders in a box. Absolutely. For $12? $12. That's the regular ones minus the shrimp. That is quite reasonable. Now, because I don't want to confuse the people that's that's long distance. There will be a shipping cost. because shipping we, and handling. We, we do, we do uh, shipping. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anthony said he was going to drive them out to everywhere. <laughs> Listen, I he think said, he just meant the tri-state. No, no, no. He said anywhere. Now, do you have, say, somebody wants them and they're like, you know what? I don't want to pay for shipping and handling. Is there a pickup location? Yes. Yes. Okay. If, if they if they willing to pick them up, sure. <laughs> I would love for everyone to want to pick them up. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you never know. Yes. So, uh, do you have a variety box? No. But you should. Well, we was no. working on that, so I'm not going to say, like, we just haven't, let me say we haven't, haven't sold the variety it. box yet, but it's in the making. Well, that's good. It's, it's definitely in the making. Now, frozen, fresh? Freshly frozen. Freshly frozen. <laughs> Freshly I frozen. love it. <laughs> yes. Freshly frozen. Once they're made fresh, then they're frozen. There you go. <laughs> the, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's no, absolutely not. You, you flash freeze them or just throw them in the freezer? Put them in a freezer. There you go. Yep. In a flash. There you go. There you go. In a flash. Freshly flashed. Freshly frozen. Freshly frozen in a flash. Cat got my tongue. Sorry. Uh, any plans to become vendors for events? I mean, Glenn just judged the Made in America right. event last week for who's going to be the vendors for the Great. big concert. Uh, what, what about moving into that route? Because I think this is an intriguing and one-of-a-kind product it would be different. that would be different but at a large scale. It, it absolutely would. However, I do a lot of outside events. It's a very different venue and a very different how do I want to say this? It's a very different operation than a brick-and-mortar store or preparing things in the factory and so on and so forth. It's it's laborsome. It's, it, there's regulations out the butt. It's it's a totally it, – not that you can't do it because you can't. You need a whole different set of equipment. Uh, but the, the, the money you can make on the outside is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Take my word for it. They're speechless. I know. No, no, no. We're, no. we're, we're definitely just listening. We're right. definitely open. If, and, if you um, ever get into that realm and you want to do that, you call me and I'll get you through it. Well, truth be told, I was kind of waiting for Mr. Glenn. You know? <laughs> just tell him to shut so, up. Sort of as my mentor, you know, he said he was going to try to direct me in which way to go here. I and can then, help so. you guys. And that's what I was waiting for. Very grateful for it. Now, you personally, what's your favorite burger? Burger King. <laughs> nah. I like the chicken and shrimp. Chicken and shrimp. Yeah, yeah. he didn't bring any of those today. And, um, I want everyone to know that's Anthony speaking. <laughs> yes. I like the chicken and shrimp because it's like you really taste the shrimp, and you can taste the shrimp with your eyes. When and, I say yeah. that, you see them. There's okay. whole shrimp in the, in exactly. the chicken burger. Really? Yeah. Exactly. It was really good. Yeah. Next, 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 next. And this, would be, this will be Donald. This, this will Donald. be Donald. Uh, my favorite is the jerk chicken burger. Absolutely, I okay. love flavor. I love flavor. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, I like the jerk and the Cajun, and, and like you said, I don't eat spinach or broccoli, uh, but they were good. I got to tell you, and, and I think the reason I liked it was because it wasn't whole chunks of broccoli and whole pieces. Of, it was chopped up, and, and that, I couldn't even tell. Right, right. thank and, you. And there was a, 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 the flavor profiles of each one of the burgers are totally different. 
totally, totally different. Do you see any more flavors coming out? I asked him that. Pay attention. I mean, it's hard sometimes. I'm sorry to hear that. We are not going to stop. We're going to keep. uh, We. He thinks more than I do. You need a barbecue. He sits there and just keeps thinking. But yeah. It's and three I, o'clock in the morning. He goes, I got an idea. He does. He does. He gets up and he it, writes it down and goes back to sleep. It's funny you said that because I'm coming up without his knowledge. A bourbon Ooh. brown sugar burger. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just wow. didn't tell him until today. <laughs> Surprise. It's nice, it's nice to find that out in front sugar, of several million burger. people, isn't yes. it? It's not the first time. The reason why he wasn't telling you today is because he was experimenting on it until he drank all the bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then he I couldn't make it that. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I was making Making a bourbon and brown sugar with, with with the flavor profiles that are out there and things you can do today. Yes, uh, you should do a bacon chicken burger. I mean, Everything. royalties coming to me for that one. Yeah. Uh, bacon chicken burger. I mean, there's so many things you can put cheese in a chicken. Burger. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's so much. There's a coincidence that he just said that because I went to a, uh, a kid's birthday party the other day and he had uh, pickles to go with like hoagies, mm-hmm. but the pickles were. Maple bourbon pickles. I'm really? thinking about the pickle on the side of that burger as he just said he's ready to create it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, again, there's all th- a pickle. You can do things. All you got to do is take the pickles and take the juice and put stuff in it. <laughs> right. That's really all you got to do. But we have to be able to use the grill at Fat Jacks. Absolutely. For, for a fee, I can. For, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, seriously, you guys are welcome yes. anytime. Yes. Anytime you want. You guys hear this, right? Derek, you're not. How many Just, million people hear this? Yeah, uh, several uh, people. Uh, Fastly. Uh, freshly. Freshly. In uh, a flash. Anytime, seriously, anytime, just pick up the phone and call me. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you got, you got, and this I is wouldn't Mr. say Glenn carte blanche. From, but. Flat, from Fat Jack's Barbecue, which I, a barbecue that I love. Cool. I didn't me even too. tell him that, but I, I always, this is the first place I ever had uh, fried corn. Really? Yeah, that was you, your restaurant. You know how I came up with fried corn? Oh. A piece of corn he fell dropped in the fryer. It. Oh, exactly wow. look at that. <laughs> a piece of corn fell in the fryer, and I didn't catch it for about a minute and a half. Uh. So, that looks pretty good. I ate it and tasted like popcorn. And I yeah. sell shit. And it was good. It was, it was good. <laughs> said, it, looked for, it was good. It was great. Glenn said, this ain't going to waste. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's, how, that's how fried corn came about. It fell in the fryer. All right, man. Well, Phenomenal. what a show. Yep. Yes. Hey, listen. Uh, uh, I'm Glenn Gross. I own Fat Jack's Barbecue in Philly, New York. Fatjacks.net, Instagram somewhere. Uh, we're on the Twitter sphere somewhere. Find us. All right? I'm Donald. I'm Anthony. We're from Chicken- and together there, Donald and Anthony. We're Chickadelphia, uh, <laughs> underscore Chickadelphia Instagram, and Chickadelphia Yahoo. And I'm Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com, and what a program we had. Andrea Coralie, yeah. the founder of Elegant Affairs, and she is with Shafe, Shafe, Shafe? Chef, Chef David Burke for off-catering events with uh, Chef David. Virginia Willis, what a treat that was. That was. They're, they're all good. Secrets of the Southern Table, and Stuart Gooden. Start Gooden. Man, Gordon. I, I can't talk. Start. Start up with CG. Gordon for Hava Nagrilla 2018, phillykosherbarbecue.com. And we end the show like we always do with a joke of the week from the legendary joke tower, Jackie, Jackie the, the Joke, joke Man, Man Martling. Hello, I'm Jackie Martling, and this is Small Bites. A guy has a wooden leg. He starts chatting up a girl on Match.com. But he never tells her about it. And they make a date. They go to dinner, have a few drinks. She likes him. And they wind up back at his apartment. 
They go into his bedroom. She gets undressed, gets under the covers. He shuts off the lights and says, I have a surprise for you. He takes off his wooden leg, gets under the covers, and puts her hand on his stump. She says, wow, now that's a great surprise. Have you got Astroglide? I bet I can take it all. (laughs) 